My name is Catherine, and this is the spiritual work. <laughs> what has it been like a year? <laughs> Hello, welcome to the podcast. I don't even know if I'm going to change the name or not. So for now, welcome to This is the Spiritual Work. I have been very uninspired, (laughs) Um, but I am inspired now, right now, right this very second. It started last night. The eclipse um, was really intense, and I was awake until 5 a.m., my little wheels spinning, and this is the last piece of that creative urge puzzle. I'm laying in my bed. That's the beautiful thing about this podcast is that I can record it from my phone. And I never wanted it to be a like formal thing. So if you hear me rustling, it's because I'm laying in bed. And that is the best feeling in the world. But hello. I hope you all are doing well. I... I hope you have stayed safe and kind and grounded. I certainly have not. Well, I've been safe, but I can't say I've been too kind or grounded all the time. But such is life. We're human, right? Um, I wanted to talk about psychic gifts today. I don't know. There's no rhyme or reason to this podcast other than last night it just started flowing through me. And that is because I have gone through another period of awakening. So if you're not familiar with my story, about five, seven years ago, six years ago, six years ago, about six years ago, I was diagnosed with bipolar disorder. Fast forward six years later, I'm not bipolar. I'm off all medication. For the most part, have been fine. You know, I think I struggle with anxiety and, you know, depression like any other person. But for a really long time, it was good. And I would say over the last year, it has gotten really bad. And that really threw me for a loop. It really kind of messed me up. I remember I've, you know, over the last like six months, especially I've been like talking to people that, you know, know me from back then and being like, am I, was this all in my head? Maybe I really am. Maybe I need to go back to a doctor. Maybe I need to get back on medication. What is going on with me? I've had that sensation of like wanting to crawl out of my skin and triple checking everything, like just being very anxious and, you know, almost like borderline OCD with the the compulsions I've been having, which is kind of how my anxiety like kicks up. I like get really compulsive. And now it's, it's still there, though it's not so bad because I've been really internal and really 
you know, focusing on meditating and, you know, trying to get back into moving my body and eating better. And as I've been doing this, I've noticed like, oh, this is a pattern. This is a cycle. I've been here before. I went through this before. It wasn't as intense, but I did go through this before. And other things are shifting, um, spiritual things, connections, gifts, like things are opening up and expanding for me a little bit. And so I'm thinking and realizing, you know, is this another like micro awakening? I've, you know, I say, I say this often that we don't, once we awaken, we don't stop awakening. It's not like we have this huge moment and we're activated. It's a continuous, like you can have more than one awakening. You're on a lifelong journey, baby, you know, (laughs) and so it had it's had me thinking over my life about what is and what isn't, right? Because I think one of the first things I realized was that when what we traditionally call an empath isn't actually an empath, right? There is a difference between being an empath and being codependent. And that's because what a true empath is, is someone who's clairsentient, which is a psychic ability. Hi, Alfie. I think Alfie wants to say hello to you. (laughs) He just climbed up next to me. So if you hear him purring or meowing, he just wants to be included. Um, But that's what that is. So to take on someone's emotions as your own And to become sad because they are sad. And to become depressed and despaired and down because they are going through something that has them depressed and despaired and down. That is not being an empath. That is being codependent and needing someone else's feelings to feel of purpose, right? Like that is needing drama, to feel like you have a purpose, you have a place, you are needed, right? Like needing to be needed is a form of codependency. It's not you being an empath. When we talk about empathy, being an empath, not because empathy and being an empath are not the same thing either, right? Being able to understand someone's feelings and have empathy is a norm. It should be a normal quality of being a human. Sometimes it's not, but it really should be. Honestly, we really shouldn't stop. We should stop glorifying it because it's fucking normal. And to not be able to empathize makes you a sociopath. So anyway, (laughs) I digress. But to be someone who is empathic, to have the gift of clairsentience, that is a physical feeling in the body. So I can physically feel in my body when someone else is having an issue, right? So I can, uh, you know, my, my most clear example of this, I, this was a few years ago, I was still in my like roundabout circle spiral chaos with my twin flame. And one day I was at work and I just had this overall feeling of dread that he was dead. Like it was just like inescapable. It was inescapable. I could not, something was wrong. Something was wrong. Something was wrong. Something was wrong. And 
I had at that point gotten very good at uh, ignoring it um, because a lot of times I wasn't actually truly feeling him. I was having a codependent emotional reaction because I knew he was going through a hard time. So I needed to just like constantly check on him and I needed to be needed, right? And it took me, actually, it took me a meeting with um, my psychic at the time, my medium. I had a session with her and she channeled this message and she was like, needing... Just because you're not needed doesn't mean you're not loved. And you really need to understand that because it's harming you. The fact that you don't understand that needing to be needed does not mean you're not loved. Like it does not equal being loved. And that was my codependency. That was my, because I have empathy for other people because I don't have an emotional wave. So I'm not constantly sifting and sorting through my own emotional current. I'm aware of other people's (laughs) and I'm thinking about theirs. I have the ability to understand, oh, they're sad right now. Oh, they're angry right now. Oh, they're happy right now because I'm not constantly working through mine. But that's not the same as being an empath, right? So a lot of the times I would think I was having this empathic hit and really I was just being weird and codependent and a little crazy and it would cause huge problems in our relationship. So at this point in time, I was really, really, really hyper aware and intentional about it because I was not trying. I was trying to break my own pattern because it was... Uh, It was affecting him. It was ultimately harming him. And then he would get mad at me and then it would harm me. And also like I couldn't live my life like that anymore. You know, we were long distance. At this point, he was still at home in New Jersey. Like we, um, like I couldn't live my life like that. Like I was four hours away. What the fuck was I going to do? You know? So, but this day I could not shake it. Like it was just it was so bad. It was horrible. It was horrible. I sat there like paralyzed all day long in fear. And so I made the decision to call someone in his family. And I said, um, is everything, I was like, is everything okay? I have a horrible feeling. I was like, I know this sounds crazy, but I have a horrible feeling. I called his mother. (laughs) I called his mom. (laughs) And I know, like, I knew I was going to sound like a whack job, especially since, like, we, um, I mean, we have a lot of, uh, the big issue in our connection is religious trauma, which is why I'm, I've settled down and anchored into the fact that, like, he's going to be in my life, but it's probably not going to be in a romantic way. And I actually am excited to discover what it is now. Um, for a long time, it made me really sad. And for a long time, it made me very angry and very resentful. Like, how dare you bring me something that like, how dare you universe give me this fucking gift and not allow me to have it. But I've worked really hard on myself and, um, I'm starting to have it, but it's not in the way that I thought it would look. And that's, I've, I've realized that I'm okay with that. Um, So 
I knew that calling her was going to be like, what is this crazy witch girl doing? Because they kind of knew I like was into tarot and crystals and I was a little witchy. And like, for whatever reason, it didn't bother them. <laughs> didn't bother them at all. Um, which, you know, probably says more to their own religious trauma, which is causing his family to be Jehovah's Witness. Anyway, I'm not dissecting this family on my podcast. They're amazing. They're great people. They're good people. Um, <laughs> so I have no idea if, I don't think he listens to this, but whatever. Hey, boo. Hey, B, if you do, um, text me back. <laughs> so anyway, um, so I text, I, you know, I called her and I was like, I have this sinking feeling. Something is like, is everything okay? And she was like, well, and proceeded to tell me about what, was going on with him and what happened to him and everything was not okay. So that is an example of clairsentience. I was everything, whether it's an emotion, right. Or a physical pain or illness, right. It's, it's a physical feeling in the body and there's neutrality to it because we have to remember that. So, and this is like where I come in, as someone who has always been this way, I've always been psychic. I've always been, I've always been that. But it took me a really long time to understand and discern. I have both my Saturn placements in gate 13. One of them is a six line. I have my core, uh, my vocation in gate 13. That's a six line. Like, I'm here to understand what it is to discern between frequencies. Like that is what I'm here to do. You know, that is what I teach. That is what I give to the world is discerning between frequencies. Is this me? Is this not me? And learning from the past, right? So dissecting our experiences and finding the lesson and breaking the cycle and discerning and fine tuning and growing and evolving and expanding and opening up and awakening, essentially, for lack of a better word, ascending, I'm your, I'm the guide. That is my, that is my whole purpose for existence. Right. Um, and I've been kind of in like a little dark night of the soul lately. And it's funny because for a while I was consumed by it and I was like, Oh, woe is me. You know, I want off the planet, blah, 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 blah. Like all these shadows started coming up and I like forgot. I forgot that I've been here before (laughs) multiple times, multiple times. I forgot I've experienced this before. I know how to navigate this. I know what this means. It just means I'm having another awakening and I'm opening up and expanding more, right? The dark night always comes before the evolution, always. And so... We have these, you know, we have our intuition, we have our intuitive gifts, and we have psychic gifts, but they're not the same. So anything that's psychic, that's like, you know, in in human design terms, right? If we're working with our chart to, to figure out how we open up to this energy, when we're looking at psychic gifts, we're looking at our openness. We're looking at the places where we have no definition, all of those gates, all of those gene keys, all of those channels, all of those centers, you know, our psychic gifts are found in our openness. Our intuition is found in our definition. And so when we're going through the process of uh, um, embodying our design and embodying our definition and following our strategy and authority, that's our intuition. 
we're working on honing and developing our intuition. And we use our intuition to discern our psychic gifts, right? So when I'm giving a reading, when I'm sitting with a client, when I'm sitting with myself in the records, opening up, channeling my guides, talking to dead people, right? Like when I'm doing that, I'm receiving the message and I'm feeling into my definition because I get the message. And then if I feel my heart surge, I'm like, oh, that's my authority saying, yes, this is the right message. Keep going. And I'll start talking and I'll follow my intuition, right? That's how I discern between if it's a real message or if it's my not self, if it's my openness trying to make something, right? We, um, it's really fascinating work. And once you know, once you know your chart like that, you can really begin to play. And I, I don't honestly literally don't know why I want to talk about this, but it started flooding into me. And I think it's just because I had this realization, like I've been here before and I've been focusing on my design for so long for the last year. I felt completely disconnected from my gifts. They have pretty much not been there. You know, like I have a real, I've predicted, I've done readings and I've predicted cancer. And then like a year later, it was true, right? Like I remember I gave, this happened to me and I gave them a refund because they were just like so like upset with the reading. And then it came true. And I was like, well, I'm not going to say I told you so because that's a really fucked up thing to say I told you so about. But time and energy is fluid, man. I'm just the messenger. You know, I've I've done I've predicted miscarriages. I remember one time I had a session with someone. It was actually when I was in my Akashic Records um, mentorship and I was practicing and I sat for someone and I thought it was one thing and then like. A couple months later, it was like, it was, it was what I said it was, but it physically manifested as a miscarriage. Like there, um, there's like a lot of, I've, you know, like I feel it in my body that, and, and it's neutral always it's neutral and my authority surges and my authority is neutral. My ego authority, like when I'm following my authority and there's like a personal attachment and identification and a feeling about whatever it is that's not a clear hearing of my authority. That's me with my mind trying to mentally navigate its way because the mind is the only thing that has opinions. Spirit doesn't have opinions. Like if you're truly channeling, if you're truly like sitting with us in like psychicness, right? Like there's no opinions there like spirit is neutral as fuck spirit will deliver you the world's worst message and it will be stone cold sober and neutral and you also won't have a reaction to it in the moment afterwards you may leave the session or you may you know wake up from the dream and then your mind kicks in and you start to have feelings about it you start to have personal opinions about it but in the moment it's neutral there's no attachment to identity there there's no ego there there's no human there um and so one of the ways that's helped me develop this is not only deconditioning my open centers because that's how we receive right if we're psychic if if psychic means to be able to perceive and feel the outside forces we can't do that through our definition you're not feeling outside forces in the places you're defined 
You know, you're feeling yourself. That's where your intuition is. So if you're someone who has defined Hadanajna, you've got incredible intuitive, like an intuitive ability. Like you, but you're not, (laughs) I don't know how to explain it. Like you're not, it's not a psychic moment. It's an intuitive moment. And that's not like a good or bad thing. It's just helpful, right? So we can continue to discern what's us and what's not us. That's all. And we use our definition in that discernment because the definition is what we can rely on. It's what we can trust. So that's what we know is us. And when I'm, so when I'm receiving a message and I feel into parts of my definition and I feel my ego kick up and I hear it in my voice when I'm talking and I can start just passionately speaking on and on and on and I never run out of words. That is my, right? That is my um, intuition telling me to continue with that message and follow where it's taking me. But the message I'm receiving is outside of me. It is not from me. And that is what makes it psychic, not intuitive. And I also believe that when we have all this openness, when we have psychic abilities, we have to go through this voidy space for a little while. Because especially over the last two years, like I, like I said, I've been very disconnected. I took this Akashic Records mentorship with a completely wrong, um, wrong mentor. I paid this person money. They never like it was, it was, it was an awful experience. Um, but I did it. I didn't listen to my authority. I don't know. I mean, I did actually. And this is another thing I've been kind of working through is like, I, when I listen to my authority and it leads me to the wrong place, like, what does that say? And the only thing I can, only thing I can deduce is one, I wasn't clear in myself. And two, um, there was like some kind of ego attachment to it. It wasn't actually my authority, right? Like my mind was still there. My mind was still at play. Like, why did I select that specific person? Was it a true authority or is there another agenda there? And chances are there was an agenda there and that's why it didn't, it wasn't a hundred percent correct. Um, but like, it's interesting even in that, right? Because I will receive a message. I'll receive a hit. I'll have a dream, right? I will get a psychic message. Someone will speak to me. I'll hear someone talk to me. I'll feel someone. I'll smell something. Like that will come in. And I can always trust that, right? Like I don't need to follow my authority to listen to spirit. Following my authority is following my intuition. But when it comes to channeling outside forces, channeling guides, channeling loved ones, channeling divine consciousness, channeling a fucking extraterrestrial, whatever. I can always listen to that. I don't need to follow my authority to listen to that. Right? So that's an interesting caveat. That will always work out for me. Always. Every time. Every single time it will work out for me. And It's interesting because I guess you could consider that responding outside of myself. But I believe that there's like a universal standard, right? Like human design does not usurp universal law. It just doesn't. 
Um, I think that's all I had to say. I don't know. I've just been like really sitting with myself and like feeling closed off and finally feeling open again for the first time and having all these realizations. So like if you're someone who feels like you're disconnected, who feels like no matter what you do, it's just like it's broken. It's gone. Your gifts are gone. They're not gone. I think sometimes they go away because we have to go within. So for the last like year and a half, they are even longer. Maybe I've felt like a complete void. Like they're still there. I can still perform a reading and stuff will show up, but I just don't feel it feels off for me. And that's because I was supposed to heavily work on myself and decondition my openness and 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 how you do that is by leading with your definition and understanding your definition and following your definition that's your intuitive process and I had to strengthen that and then and in order to help me do that it was like I had to be shrouded in this cloak of illusion I had to feel separated. It was almost like I was being protected, especially since the last like two years have been incredibly heavy, incredibly heavy. And I know that that was like one protection from spirit, but two, like I had to go within. Sometimes we feel the void because what's needed is us for us to go within and when the void starts to lift, when we start to, when the fog clears, when the illusion disappears, it's because the timing is right. It's because we have calibrated ourselves internally to reach that new level and to be able to perceive the frequencies outside of us. So I'd be interested to... I'd be interested to f- continue to further this conversation. I'd be interested to hear your thoughts because this is how I'm seeing it. This is how I'm experiencing it. This is what's been kind of given to me um, to lead with. And this is the path I'm kind of going down. This is one of my work. This is what I'm here to do is to help you discern. And... I help you discern by providing you with the tools for practice. Um, And I've got a lot of things in my little brain that are going to come out of me. And I want to continue this conversation because I think it's really important. Not only because we need to understand our intuition, we need to understand our definition. And it's really fun to open up your psychic gifts. And I, and everyone is psychic. I mean, we all have openness. We all have openness. No one is fully defined. Even if you are a nine centered divine person, you have openness in your gates and your gene keys. Like we all have openness. So we're all psychic. And I think like we're done evolving. I know we're done evolving physically. Like now it's time to evolve energetically and with our consciousness. And so everyone is going to start developing and we can't develop our psychic gifts until we understand what's, what is us and what is not us. And that requires us to understand our intuition. That requires us to understand our definition. That requires us to experiment and begin to decondition and do the fucking hard work. That requires us to overcome codependency. That requires us to say, maybe I'm not actually an empath. Maybe, maybe I need to feel needed. Maybe 
when I take on someone else's pain, it's the only thing that makes me feel fucking worthy. And maybe I should look at why that is. And maybe I should unlearn that and heal that. That's hard work. That's hard ass work. That's hard, you know? So that's what I got for you today. I hope it was helpful. We're going to do more of these. So I'll talk to you soon. Love you. Thank you guys so, 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 so much for staying with us to the very end here on the podcast. This is The Spiritual Work. My name is Catherine. You can find additional information linked in the description box of this episode, links to work one-on-one with me, links to find me, links to find my guests, links to find anything I talked about. Of course, if you enjoyed this time together, please make sure you're following. Please make sure you have any notifications turned on so you can get the newest updates. Until next time, I love you so much.